Good morning, everybody. We have a lot to talk about today. Hopefully that I can get it all in. First of all, I want to hope, I want to um, give thanks to breath today, to give thanks to uh, being able to stand, be able to see, be able to, you know, look outside the window, despite not being able to go out and do the things that we normally do. But a lot of a lot of what's going on is, is taking place in our homes, uh, our first responders, our hospitals, our nurses, nursing homes. Um, and it's going to take a lot for all of us to really dig in and make sure that we uh, stay safe and you know wear our masks. Be protected. Um, I know it's been difficult for a lot of a lot of us, you know, to uh, be isolated and to think about, you know, what's your next step, or do you have a next step, or when will your next step be? A lot is going on in our financial industry now. Econ, if you ever took uh, econ and finances in school, this is the time that you can put your financial hat back on. Interest rates are extremely low. So... If you do have a pocket of money somewhere and you, you want to buy a house or, you know, not a car, but you want to buy a house or buy some commercial property, this might be the time to do it. But a lot of people are not even thinking about that. A lot of people are online to get their unemployment. As you know, you get an extra $600, you know, uh, in this process. And even though this process is it's going to take a while because our, our unemployment uh, computer system is antiquated, they still use COBOL. You know, if anything knows, anybody knows about computers, COBOL is one of, is probably the, is the oldest computer software that we have right now. So there you have a government that has been behind the eight ball with the IT using different softwares to uh, uh, have a faster response time. And banks as well. Some banks are using some of this antiquated software as well. So we have to be mindful that, you know, that we will we will get through this. Jerome Powell, Fed chairman, was on today on Squawk on the Street, one of my favorite shows. And he was talking about uh, uh, or being questioned about the market and how the market and if the when the market might rally back. 
And they indicated that the market could rally back sometime maybe in September, you know, or the first quarter. And that's in January, February, March 2021. But the public has to understand that, you know, things are not going to come back as fast as they anticipated. Because this is worse. I don't know if it's worse, but it's just as bad as when we had the 2008-2009 crash. We should have a lot of questions for the Fed. And I think one of the questions is that why are they continuing to feed the banks and not feed the public? Each time the bank holds on to X amount of dollars, say billions of dollars, this increased their, their, their buying power. This increased their productive uh, financial revenue stream. But this doesn't, but it does nothing for the, the financial revenue stream that small businesses need. As you know, the banks will be keeping about 5% of what the money that they lend out. And they will not be addressing any fees to this money uh, at all. Will be no interest on this money, you know. But there are going to be, uh, so we are going to see some problems, and we might see inflation. We might see inflation with this money being distributed the way it is. We might see more people that are. Out of business, but we might see people that start new businesses and start new new trends, especially in technology. Uh, Georgia Tech has come up with a with a way to make uh, these respirators, and they do not cost ten thousand dollars or five thousand dollars. They actually Price demand about five hundred dollars, but this will help the medical the medical uh, workers and will help our system grow a little stronger. But I always wonder why you know it takes so long for a manufacturer to stand up and do the right thing when you have like Ford and GM and um, these uh, auto plants being bailed out. They were bailed out in 2008, 2009. And you had banks that still had strong liquidity, uh, uh, balance sheets, strong balance sheets. But yet we had to wait. We had to wait until Congress you know, starts sending them money so we can get the money. I really think that banks should have been starting starting the loan this process, this loan process earlier. And then we might see a, a faster recovery. We might see some changes in our in our uh, in the stability of our of our country. 
the stability of banks getting credit for distributing this money, I think is ludicrous. Because, again, going back to 2008, 2009, even in 2010, the bank's balance sheets were phenomenal. That's why they were able to give dividends and buybacks to their stockholders. I think the role of the bank should play a little bit stronger than what they've been doing. They're sitting on, they're sitting and waiting for money. Matter of fact, they might already have the money. So what do we do? Do you call your congressman? Do you, do you yell on CNN? Is frisky policy going to be the next support of funding? Because loans could be dangerous for small businesses. Loans could be uh, a problem because even though you have a time to pay it back, many of, many of these small businesses are not in the habit of taking a lot of loans out. And some of them quite frankly, wasn't getting loans from banks. So now this process is going to be extremely a headache. Fiscal policy supporting the 90% of small businesses that run this country. How is Congress going to change their way of doing business now? because we have seen Congress fall on their face. We have seen them fight. And I'm pretty sure that they have a lot of pork in these bills. A lot of, well, if you give me this, I'll do this. You know. And pork has no place in fiscal policy. I've said that for the last 20, 30 years has no place. You know, if you're a congressional member and you vote, you should vote for the issues, not because you want a road going nowhere in your in your district or you want to do something uh, uh, in your district that has nothing to do with fiscal policy. Corporations already was making record number profits. And they should be doing more to engage the economy and help this economy to return. Because they always have been profitable because of the fees they charge, because of enormous interest rates on credit cards. You know, we still have to pay high credit card prices. You know, and that's for small businesses because some small businesses, credit ratings are not that great. So the, the rate for a business credit card could be 16, 17, maybe 20%. So therefore, you know if you're a small business and if you have 
a credit card at that high rate. The bank's been making head over hell profit over you. You know. Buybacks, dividends. And yes, they want to, you know, give their shareholders a little little piece of that pie. And I, I get it. I really get it. But we have to be fiscal responsible in our banking industry and stop doing things that don't benefit the public. Are we feeling good about this rollout of another $250 billion? I don't know. Maybe if we brought the troops home from Iraq, Afghanistan, you know, we slowed that process down. We get we would we would be able to, you know, at least see a dent in the debt. Because when when Trump gave the the, the raise the tax hikes to the wealthy. That added to the debt. And now we're getting ready to add probably another $3 trillion to the debt. Now we also have to understand that when we do get back to some type of normalcy, that we are going to be faced with funding the federal government. And what do we do in September? What do we do in December and how that's going to play out in our in our uh, economy will the Democrats and the Republicans be fighting again because we will be in a election year well we are in an election year are they going to bicker among each other and pass a bill that is a, a good funding bill for the government so when they start going back to work? And should we start looking at how we do, how we work in our federal government? How we get things done? As you know, a lot of federal employees are, work, are working from home. And unless you're an IT person or a maintenance person, you should be able to work from home. We should start having these policies, even though the federal government does have these policies, telework. We should have these policies that you pretty much work from home. And if you can work from home at least three out of the five days, it could, it could save on the debt as well. Simply because you won't be using mass transportation, you won't be in your cars that are not that are pushing out all this toxic air into the system. And we probably be more productive where you could just get out your bed, stay in your pajamas, and work from home. We've had we've always had telemeetings. 
by a computer, whether it's Skype or now it's Zoom. So we can really be productive as a nation with government employees working at least three of the five days from home. And so I say that to say that when we do get back to normalcy, that we are able to change the narrative and change the way we really do business. Fix our broken health care system. And when I say fix it, I mean fix it. I mean, because it's busted up now, we need to fix our health care system. We need to understand this, that we need to have stockpiles among stockpiles of medical equipment. We need to act like it's when we do, when we deal with snow in winter, we need salt. If you look over in a lot of states, you see these salt mines. They, they continue to pile these salt mines up. And this is so when snow and ice and stuff comes that they're able to go to those salt mines and boom, and we always have enough. Why do we not have enough mass generators and, 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 and these life-saving equipment to save American lives? Why? So many people have been dying for no reason at all, because we could not address this coronavirus. Who's to say that something might come down the road? Who can say that another country might infiltrate and do something that creates this type of economic downturn? And it's down for the world. Is this not down for the United States? Italy has lost almost 60,000 people to, to, this, to this disease. And it's sad. It's sad that we are dealing with a disease that, a virus, that this world cannot address. Yes, China, because they we import and we export these things, masks and equipment, medical equipment from China. And a lot of this is American made over American companies making this stuff over there. But we don't have the balls to say that we could do it right here in our country because corporations are paying penny on the dollar for their manufacturing workers versus what they might pay here in the United States. We got to do better. We have to do better as a world, as a global, as a global icon in this world. We have to do better. The G7 need to do get off their butt and to, and to do better. The World Health Organizations they need to understand that we cannot be in this situation again. We cannot be short of medical supplies. 
we cannot be short of, of, of virus killers because it's taking so many lives. Shout out to Yoss Belton in England and hope he's doing better in the UK. You know, so many people are sick. So many people are losing their lives. But we hear from the president of the United States pretty much every other day about how he wants this country to get back to work. And I'm pretty sure a lot of people want to get back to work, get back to enjoying the fruits of their labors. But the economy might not let you do that. And then when we do come back, we got to come back as a different individual. You can't come back as that same lackadaisical individual, whether it's your economics, whether it's your finances at home, whether it's your war chest, whether, whether it's create your business models. We have to be better as a world as a people, we have to be do better. And we must change how we see things, how we do things, and we must be more proactive in accomplishing these goals. What is more frightening than watching somebody that you know die and you cannot help them? What is more frightening to see everything that you work for be gone in a puff of smoke. We continue to, to work our finances and the feds and I know Chairman Powell and and, and Dr. Fauci and, you know and, and our congressional members are, are trying to do the best they can. But we got to start, but those congressional members got to start looking at the people. They talked about how African-Americans are being killed by this disease at alarming rate. And it's because of their health care, their lack of health care. They're, they're living in poverty. They, they have to decide whether to have a, a dollar hamburger from, from Wendy's, you know, or or uh or some broccoli or some fresh broccoli with some butter. You know. These are the things that they have to choose from. And we we must bring all our tools to the forefront so we can be a better for each other. I know nonprofits are hurting. And it really hurts more for the people that they serve and they can't serve them. This fiscal policy must get better in the United States. And fiscal policy needs to be better across the globe. Globally, we need to be better. And we need to work together for the common good, for the common good of man. And woman, we need to see better fiscal policies, 
We never we need to see better better loan processing, better financial institutions that can help small businesses before something like this happens. So they can have a way to fall most of these small businesses, many of these small businesses just fell through the sky and they continue to fall. And we have to be we have to understand that. You know, J.P. Morgans and those, you know, the Hathaways, you know, you know, the millionaires, the billionaires, they're not hurting. Now, they, they might see a stock go down, but they still, they're, their homes, their 300 $300 million, $300 million homes or, or $1.5 million home or whatever, they're still standing. They still are able to get through this process. But if you live in South, South Side Chicago and you was barely making it then, you you're hard you're having a hard time right now. So I say that get back to economy one on one technology one oh one and let's rebuild our small businesses. Let's let's think proactively. Let's let's, let's look at you know, worst-case worst scenarios with your businesses and be ready for something like this coming in because it's coming. Ten years ago, we had in 2009, and people lost their homes and people committed suicide. People were stressed. It was bad. But we got people dying now. And some people are extremely stressed out. I say we have to do, we have to bring positive response and support the people. We have to repurpose our projects and have a positive response from the people that's supporting these projects. We have to be talented with our money. And we have to work wisely as a as a council, as leaders, and we have to refrain from doing the wrong thing. Let's be good stewards to one another. And let's be stronger going forward. Economy 101, I'm out.